Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a ski lift gone wrong, Trey Plutnicki. And I am a movie with the middle 30 minutes missing, Daniel Kunkel. And we got a uh, film called Christmas at Holly Lodge today. Daniel, I don't know about you, but the change in seasons has caused me to feel a bit under the weather. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if you're feeling the snot, if you're feeling the pollen. I am feeling it right in the right in the back top of my throat. You know, yeah, I'm doing a lot yeah. of <laughs> a yeah, lot a little. So uh, yeah. uh, apologies for the bass, the bass clef that Ooh. I'm going to be presenting. Uh, Baby. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Mistletoe Secret Nights. Oh, this this episode. Ooh, jingle, ooh. jingle, do you jingle, jingle, jingle bells. Oh, that you know that jingling and jolly is going to go into the. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna leave the bass clef. <laughs> um, so uh, okay, we got Christmas at Holly Lodge. Yes, kill me. It's it's a plot that we've seen before. Am yes. I wrong? It, um, it, yes, yes, it is a plot we have seen before. So I think most recently we've seen this in. Uh, what was it? It was when there was the four business boys. It was the, uh, it was, it was the, there were two, there was a business boy that wanted to keep the lodge. It was a business boy that wanted to buy the lodge. And then the two people who were functionally the, the ham puppets for those two. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was that, was, I believe, I believe, um, is it let it snow? I, believe, I, I think it's let it snow. Is it let it snow? I think I think that's let a it while snow. ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but we have seen it. Oh, maybe was the Kichi Vermont one? There is some. Yeah, there's a one sooner. Was it? It's not Rose for Christmas. A Rose for Christmas. Of the no, that's the float one. Yeah. That was the Rose Bowl. I don't remember, dude. This we've seen we've this one so many times. And here's what I will say. Sure. About 20 minutes into the movie, I'm like, okay, we got owner of the Holly Lodge. It's a family-run business. Sure. We got this some business schmuck sure. coming in who wants to buy it. They're going to fall in love. Sure. And at the end of the movie, there's going to be this insane argument that I couldn't possibly be based in reality that is fundamentally a misunderstanding of a phone call. Yeah. And then, and then movie over. Yeah. And then we How, die. However, this movie showed restraint in that. I, no, don't in, don't you in, dare. In what's in what sense? In what sense? It showed restraint in that she learns about his intentions twenty minutes into the movie, and then goes on an epic prank run. That's that, true. Yeah, which this, I liked. I liked it. I think it. I think this movie was very confused about itself. Uh, I don't think. It understood quite what it wanted to be, and it never figured it out, and instead it just said, okay. So when you say that there is was a 30-minute chunk missing in the middle of the movie, yes. what, what do you mean by that? Go I mean that there was like a whole part the part where they fell in love was fucking missing from this movie. Mm. This is this is the worst example we have seen of they they look up at each other and across the hall they see each other and the twinkling music plays and they're now they're in love mm. and everything else you know about the movie like what's going to happen in it all this other shit flies out the window as soon as that kind of moment happens you're like oh so they're going to be in love now that's interesting 
because yeah well the moment for me that they that they quote unquote fell in love was there's this moment where uh the kids have a like a snowball fight Hmm. right yeah and uh they go out and like join the (laughs) snowball fight these two lovebirds don't they just they do like a sort of joss whedon head and boobs moment hated it you know what I'm talking about? Oh, exactly. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, they, they like fall down and collapse atop of one another. And you you know how, you know, in like Avengers and in Justice League. It's every Joss Whedon movie. Joss, we- Joss Whedon has a moment where a man falls headfirst into a woman's breast. And, it, and it's like, Joss. Well, it, it, and once, then the, and once then, was and then funny. the man always stands up and is like, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to yeah. do that. And it's like, what? <laughs> It's like, Joss, once once I could mistake as comedy, twice I'm like, this is super weird, bro, that exactly. you keep putting yeah. this in your movie. Once it's a bad bit. Once it's like, a, okay, you you tried it. It wasn't yeah. funny, but hey, you know, you tried something. And then as soon as it happened in Justice League, I was like, oh, Jesus no. Christ. I'm sure it happens in Buffy at some point. I'm. It has to have happened in Firefly at one point or another. Like... Bro's a weirdo. Okay. Super weird. There's a couple things I need to talk about. Daniel. Yeah. Um, first off. So, okay. So, as a, just a rundown, it's sort of like every Buying the Lodge movie that you've ever seen. Yeah. Except we learn about that the Lodge is being bought 20 minutes in. There's like this prank war, one-sided prank war for the next 45 minutes and then uh, William Shatner is also name dropped a couple of times, which is kind of crazy. Because <laughs> um, it, what is it like? A, it's like a magic eight ball, except it's William Shatner. Is that the premise of it? Did you catch that? Of which one? Do you, so. One of the characters keeps bringing up like, I bet you don't even know who William Shatner is. Oh yeah, that was weird. So will <laughs> it's keep, William Shatner is meant to be like our touchstone guy or cultural like, touchstone yeah he's our which just tells me how old the writers of this movie right. probably were but <sighs> also william shatner's been in a hallmark movie. but also that opens up its own whole fucking can of worms and i don't <laughs> oh god no Psych. dude this is horrible the i mean cheryl Lee ralph never misses she's wonderful in this movie she is um Oh, what's her character's name? Barbara. She's Barbara on mm-hmm. Abbott Elementary. And in this movie, she is a uh, – she used to be this singer. She was – I get the feeling she's meant to be like this big theater person because at one point this kid comes up and it's like, oh, wh- whatever her name is. Nadine, no, none of the kids want to listen to me. And she's like, well, have you done this, this, and this? And she's like – the little kid's like, no. She's like, oh, you've got a lot to learn. Yeah. And then they <laughs> – and the whole time they're like, Nadine, we need you to sing – it's not Christmas until you sing. And Nadine's like, I don't feel like singing this year. My husband died this year. And you're like, that's understandable, Nadine. And then at the end, when she sees uh, our two lovebirds, main lovebirds, smoochin. She is inspired. My God. Cheryl Lee Ralph gives one of the best Hallmark performances I've ever seen yeah, in one a, moment. It's so funny. Can we recreate it's, this real quick? She, so uh, they're, they're over here smoochin', right? What does she say? What does she sing? What song does she, she sings sing? Joy to the World, I think. Oh, yeah. She and she she's talking to this other to the business boy's boss who's there uh-huh. to like buy the lodge. She's who's talking to him, the who, most British man ever. Who might be one of the few? He's one of the few British men we have seen. Yeah, right. True. He true. started talking, and I was like, "It's weird. 
hearing a British dialect in these yeah. movies. But anyway, they're talking. Nadine looks over and she sees them kissing and just like, joy to the world. The Lord has come. And it's just like, oh, and she's pulling it out. And it's this like, why yeah, and are she's you like, doing she's it? She's like, she's like, like leaning over to the kids. Like, you know how to sing, don't you? Let her sing, sing you fuckers. The king. Yeah, it, it was, it's crazy. She, and they, she gets this like slow zoom on her face. Like it yeah. is, it is the highest production moment of these movies I have seen in a long, long time. And it, it was interesting. It was honestly like the director was like, no, keep keep on her. She can handle it. Like she's she's got the gravitas. Keep it on her. Like, yeah, we don't need rolling. to we don't need to see like reaction shots. No, or, she no, can we just, just she can carry it. it. Yeah. Um, OK, so. Okay, that's the movie. That's the by movie. The way. Don't watch they, it. They kiss and make up. They don't. He doesn't buy the lodge. They he stays where the he, lodge is. He finds a weird loophole where her parents had like taken out insurance on like life insurance, but on the lodge. So when her parents died, technically she didn't need to be making all these payments she was making, and so there was there was no reason, and she's getting all this extra money, and it seems like something that any good a state manager or something like a would business catch. would have caught at some yeah. point, but it's been like years that she has been paying these payments that she never had to make. Cause she owns the lodge technically. Like it Daniel, was bad. The The accountant for the Holly lodge is a broken down Christmas tree. <laughs> the, how could you expect It's a box that? of ornaments yeah. with a pen on top. Yeah. Like, the lawyer they had, the lawyer they have on retainer is the angel that they use to top that Christmas tree. <laughs> Um, okay. Couple things. Yeah. One, the prank war. So good. Very good. First off, at first, uh, I wouldn't even call this a prank, but I would call it a f- like Sophie. Sophie is our main character and Evan is the guy that's trying to buy the lodge. Uh, who's sure, our, our romantic them. interest. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Sophie takes Evan out back to cut down a Christmas tree. Um, cause Christmas is coming up and Evan's like, yeah, no problem. He takes an ax and he like starts cutting down the Christmas tree, and Sophie's like, "Ooh, ah, don't, oh, don't do that." And Evan's like, "What?" And then <sighs> some guy pulls out a chainsaw, and the moment is treated like, "You fucking idiot! You moron! You, you moron! You you thought you were using an axe to cut down a tree, <laughs> man? It's like it gives me it gives me like Evan's like, ah, oh, man, you got moving candles here, like that sort of thing." Like go out in the woods and then they give you an ax and they're like, cut down the tree and and he's a city boy. Sure. But then you go, okay, sure. He does a whore. He also like, it has to be said, I'm going to lean away from the microphone and I'm going to give you a reading of this guy chopping out a tree. So Nicole's like, here's an ax. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And he does it like he's murdering someone. Yeah. Real, real hack job. It's scary a little bit. Um, Okay, so that's number one. So, and then we find this is before we find out that he is buying the lodge. They find yes. out he's buying the lodge, mm. and <laughs> that's what this is when the pranks begin. Prank number one, Daniel. Yeah. Oh, did you write down all the pranks? Yeah. What oh, wake Jesus. up call, wake up call prank. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, prank number one is the wake up call prank. He sure. gets a wake up call at 4 a.m. And he's like, ah, shit. 
And then he gets another wake up call at 5 a.m. And he's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't ask for one he's at five. Fucking and then ass. and then he gets another one at five fifteen. And then he f- functionally picks up the al- the phone <laughs> and smashes it. Um, which gotta love it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Next, you know. Next prank. Didn't know we were gonna have a Hallmark shower scene in 2017. Weird. Weird. Uh cold shower prank. She does she fixes the pipes. So cold water comes in. I for at first I was like, "Is this hot? Is this hot shower?" And I was like, "Are we scalding this man?" Yeah. Some of the pranks are a little. Uh, they're right on the edge. Let's say yeah. of being like, "Listen, I know he's kind of trying to buy your shit, but like, but like, I was he like, is still staying at your lodge." I was like, I, I was like, we are inches away from an epic carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> prank. Like, he'll never see this one coming. Yeah, she's going to take the fucking batteries out of his smoke smoke alarm or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, we were inches away from that. Oh, um, man. So, those are, those are the pranks. Ha, ha, ha. Ha 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 What a jolly! What a jolly! Oh, did you? Did you? You mentioned the banging on the pipe, right? Oh yeah, that that's w- my yeah. favorite one. So so she's like up. She's like above the room. It's unclear where she is, but in the middle yes. of the night, she's just above his room, banging on a pipe with like a wrench, like one of those, like like the wrench <laughs> that uh, Rain Wilson uses in Super. Yeah, she. It's like the. <laughs> And then she, and then her friend comes down underneath with her. It is like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. You, you can't. This is it. This has gone too far. Yeah, you can't keep doing this. Actually, yeah. like, yeah, fuck him. But like, no. Um, we've also got Callie and Vince, who have way more romantic chemistry than uh, the any of these other people. <laughs> uh, Vince is like a repairman, and Callie is the cook. At the end, ah, uh, yes, 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 and yes. Uh, there's a great scene. I believe it is Sophie who is just kind of gets fed up at one point, and she's like, she's basically like, "Could you two just like fuck, please? Can you please? Can you please get together?" And Vince is literally like, mm, "It's a little on the nose," and it's like, "Man, yeah, get together then. Get it, yeah. Then just you both want to be together. So just be together." Yeah, and I will say they had more chemistry than the other two, no doubt. And and we have more context for their relationship than the other two. Yes, but uh, whatever, man. Uh, Who okay. am I? I've only seen a hundred and twenty-seven of these movies. What do have I we know? seen? A hundred and twenty? Is it? Are I we at a hundred and twenty-seven? I think. Let me see what episode we're on. This this will be episode one twenty-nine, I believe. Sorry, what, this will be episode one twenty-three. Daniel, there's one more thing I have to talk about. Great, Hallmark music. Mm, yeah, I I could really truly write <laughs> probably like a ten page essay, sure. a dissertation yeah. on on the music used in Hallmark movies. Yeah, it's it's I I can't quite explain how you know maddening it is, yeah. especially when we're like recording multiple times in a week. Yeah, the music. It wears you down. Like I, I think this. Like genuinely speaking, if the music was better in these movies, they would not be as unbearable to watch a lot of them because the music plays at every moment. They use the same track throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Sometimes throughout 
multiple movies in the same year that they're released. They just they go, well, I really like that song from the movie or from the other one. This year, so let's just know, throw it man. in here. Like, just do it. Okay. But here's what I'll say about this music. I was okay. like, this is actually like I w- the music in this is not that bad. And then I listened to it a little longer. Daniel, the music in this movie is the Jurassic Park theme. No, it's fucking not. Daniel. No, it's no. Daniel, it's the hallmarkification of the Jurassic Park theme. No, you're okay, you're you're being hyperbolic. Daniel, every time the music starts, it's It's okay. <laughs> Daniel, it's it is similar. It is similar. I will not. I will not concede. It is not similar. It is literally the Jurassic Park theme. Pull it up. Show me the Daniel. car. Show me the Carfax. Pull it up. I'm Daniel. Pull it up. That's what I said. That's what I sound like. <laughs> yeah, you nailed I'm, it. I'm Daniel Kunkel. Pull it up. Do okay, it. Pull it. Oh, I wanted to bring up very quickly. We are currently, if you are not aware, there is currently a a massive national writer strike going oh, yeah. on. Oh hell yeah! Uh, and it is it is um, very very important. You should read more to, more about it. It is it's got a lot of important points in it. I wanted to call out real quick, and I sent this to you. We got Dermot Mulroney f- front page, front and center on these strikes. Uh, he's, and a, he's on the he's in he's on the, the picket lines. lines. He his quote was, "You can hardly make a living anymore in the entertainment industry." And he he's got a long long thing, and it's uh it's great. And all of the responses to it are either like, "I love uh, I love Dermot," and then the other responses are like, "Yeah, because the liberals shut down the industry for a year for the flu." Now this, which and there's no middle ground, which is hilarious take i will say okay i found it I oh found it. okay all it. right play it on me here it is whoa whoa can you hear it <laughs> yeah it sounds like a robot <laughs> this is my did play. you hear it play it again play it again oh my god jesus you get both headphones on but turn it up to the audience, I've already made this louder, but to me, I need it louder. Here it is. Whoa. Whoa. Look at that. This is my place. Son of a Did bitch. Did you know that? Your place? Like, are you kidding oh me? Oh my God, it is. Are you kidding? It's 100% and, is. And let me, and literally let me describe what is happening in this scene. They're, they are on a sleigh because they're taking, they're playing hooky from work or something. They are on a sleigh. And they were overlooking the scenic vista of and and what I'm trying to say is how does that get past legal? Because that is the Jurassic Park theme. It is. That is, yes. the, that is the Jurassic Park yes, theme. Yes, hundred percent. Thank you, Daniel. Bum, and bum, bum, I just want to say, I, bum, I just want to make it clear, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel doubted. I one thousand okay? percent did not believe I, Daniel. Daniel high bum, bum, doubted. Bum bum. bum, bum. Bum, that is bum. the Jurassic Park, like, me- like, it, it, like it rhythmically, it is it. Wow. Oh, whoa. Here's this again. Look at that. So, da da Now it's time for me to play the Jurassic Park theme. Play it. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> make sure you go to Starbucks, everybody. And and also, don't forget, you also have to go to Home Depot. 
It's that! It is that! That's that! Like, are you kidding? Get the lawyers on the phone. <laughs> Daniel, are you kidding me? Get the me? lawyers on the phone. Get them right now. By the way, what I just played was not the Jurassic Park theme. It was the... It was the... <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Hallmark movie. Dude, if we is, if we could get Hallmark sued, bro, like I'm not I'm I'm I, like I'm so serious. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked so that serious. made it through. That's crazy. That's the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah. And I know that like I know Ed Sheeran was tied up mm, in mm-hmm. like Marvin Gaye's yes. legal battle That's because just, they, they copied uh, like he he sampled um he he had done it in a um in a concert, I believe was what it was. Yeah. Which like that obviously no. I was Marvin distracted. Gay, I'm sorry. I was, well, yeah, it's his it's his estate too, which like is always complicated, let's say. And never made up of artists. Bum, bum, bum. So but that I mean, I think what's jarring about it was hearing that and being like, okay, this is a it, it's one thing if I heard the that theme in like in like a commercial, you know, and oh, like, it, completely and, and then it like pittered away. Yeah, but like John Williams is. I, I need to make sure. Yeah, it is John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's John, John Williams. Williams. Yeah. Um, I like John Williams is like the like the movie. The, he's the music king of man. movie soundtracks. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like. Bum, bum, bum. It, I, that that I had to talk about, Daniel. That was that was all I had to get off my chest, I believe. But I, I needed to. Oh well, also the Shatner Ooh. mention. The Shatner um, mention is is interesting. Do I think there is a lot there? I'm not sure, Daniel. Our Abbott Elementary friend does say, uh, "William Shatner says it's time." And time for time for what? And if we remember, William Shatner starred in the movie just in time for Christmas. Oh, where? where, But also, like, so when I'm thinking about William Shatner's just in time for Christmas, yeah, he's unnamed in that. Yes. So canon for me is that he is William Shatner. I okay. So are we? Are we? So are we saying then that the movie? Bill is in is a movie in the HCU. No, I'm saying because then Chester is completely out the window, oh. and we can't have that. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah. Okay. So what okay. I what I am saying is yeah. William Shatner is not a movie star. No. Or or Star Trek famous? No. In the HCU, he's famous for being a coachman that allows you to time travel, and he's known. Okay, so okay. Are you following? I'm, no, I'm following you. I'm trying okay, to that's trying my to connection. go through the rabbit trail of of pop culture. Yeah, because you. Okay, okay. So are we saying then that there was? What we're saying essentially is right. There was never an either there was an original Star Trek without Bill Shatner, which I would argue. I think you can make a strong argument would not make it as much of a cultural landmark as it was. True, and they also do not meant nobody. I don't think we've ever heard. We've never heard. We've heard Star Wars. Star Star, Wars exists. Yeah, but we've never heard Star Trek. So what inspired Star Wars then? 
Chester. Chester Chester itself. George Lucas looked up at the Aurora Borealis and said, I wonder if there's something there. He's he's ancient. I, I wonder I wonder if there's something I about that Chester out there. Something there. Chester is famous. Or or we never had we never had OG Star Trek. There was only Next Generation, but it wasn't the Next Generation. That what we call the Next Generation was just Star Trek. Okay, okay, okay. What I really need is someone to reference the reboot Star Trek, the TV, the the movie reboots with with your Zachary Quintos and your Chris Pines. That's what I need to understand. So we can really lock into this connection. I'll put a I'll put a question mark. Question on mark. It. <laughs> yeah, because and and I just want to make sure this is right. The reason why this connection is too far fetched is because we don't know what we don't know which <laughs> well, Star Trek. <laughs> well, we don't know which. Not only do we not know which Star Trek, we don't know which Star Trek inspired the events. <laughs> we we of, know there is a Star Wars, Star Wars, but we do not okay. know. So, oh my God! So we're theoretically sure clear. theoretically the HCU exists in a nightmare world <laughs> where there is no Star Trek, there is no the animated steer series, there is only Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager and like enterprise discovery all the new ones right that's right wow okay okay then there's a shit ton of stuff that can't exist or at least is is exists in a vastly different form that is like unrecognizable Mm. there's no futurama which is important i mean this is is important to me but this is the hallmark this i this is the hallmark we were given at the Hallmark. Every chose, movie we connect makes me want to live in the HCU less and less. I was actually thinking about this before we hopped on, right? I want to see people in a Hallmark movie engage with one piece of media that is not Christmas related. Yeah. I want to see these. It, could, it can be Christmas time related, right? It could be, wow, guys, after we're done dressing this dressing the tree, I can't wait to go see Star Wars The Last Jedi coming out this Christmas. 2017 or 2018 i forget which year 2016 i don't know 20 it's older than we think yeah i want to see that i want to see like wow guys i'm so glad we're doing this family a marvel movie is going to get a marvel movie or like get reference god do you remember how much we loved seeing les mis that one year for christmas that was fun never did never wanted to see it have you Um, seen it lame the The movie movie. les mis with anna hathaway and uh huge jackman huge jacked man huge jacked man i think i saw it maybe like a year i think i i I think i saw it at like a theater party you know when somebody has a crazy idea at a theater party and it's like let's just sit around and watch les mis and like sing along to it yeah and and les mis the movie is the least sing-alongable movie that you could possibly oh it's a horrible one (laughs) bring him That's how Hugh Jackman. We're all having a great time right now, right? (laughs) Yeah, everyone's having a good time, right? We're having a good time, right? Um, Okay, Daniel. Wow. Who's naughtiest and who is jolliest? Naughtiest. Oh, naughtiest is hard. Well, no, naughtiest is not hard. Naughtiest is Mike Talbert, the very British man. Jolliest to me. Jolliest to me is either uh, is either Vince or Callie. 
I think Callie for me. I really liked both yeah, of them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Callie as Jolly. Yeah, Callie was played me. by uh, Young K. Crystal Lowe. Uh, I I quite enjoyed her. Oh, that's right. Final Destination three. That's how I knew her. And I think that's it, Daniel. Do you have anything else other than what movie we're watching next week? This sucked. This really. I'm coming yep. off. Of, I'm, I'm like right at the end of my final season. I'm I'm like about to be in summer proper, and I was like, all right. Sunday morning, I got one exam I got to submit, and I don't even have to do the work for it. I'm just waiting for somebody else to do their part. I'm going to enjoy my Hallmark movie. Sat down, watched this shit. Yeah. Did not did not pump me up, let's no, say. No, no. Um, any interesting out? Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, if you're not aware of it or or following it, I would say check in on the writer's strike. Uh, it is, it's a very important event going on right now in, in the artistic community. Um, the requests from the union are very reasonable. I had not heard the number. Did you hear the number they were asking for? Yeah. Two, uh, 3%, 3% shared amongst all writers. Yeah. That's nothing. Nothing. That's it's just too make little. a living. Like just make a it's, living. It's yeah. insane. Um, I would say definitely check that out. Um, other, other big things. Yeah. Shout out to Dermot. I want to actually like, now I want to like gather evidence of other Hallmark people either on or off the line, you know? Candace Cameron Burr is probably, I'm going to guess vehemently anti-union. 1000%. And uh, Lacey Chabert, I feel like is uh, taking a uh, neutral stance. I think Lacey is like, look, if there's a script, I'll do it, but I'm not going to like. Yeah. Hallmark. Candace, Candace Cameron Burr is like, we don't need a script. Well, let me hold on. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> How will the writer strike impact Hallmark screenwriters speak out? Here we go. Well, aren't they? I don't think Hallmark screenwriters are. I don't know. Are, are they WGA? Yeah. Are they union? Uh, here we go. Is Hallmark a union production company? That's a whole other episode. Whole other episode. Uh. Right now, our contracts that we have with all the studios need to be reevaluated. It's up to the studios if they're going to meet our incredibly reasonable terms to behave fairly. What we're after for is honest, solidly made. Writer. Oh, here we go. We got Julie Sherman Wolf, screenwriter for Hallmark films such as Hanukkah on Rye, Always a More, and The Perfect Pairing, and more. 25 years in the WGA, and I have never felt so strongly that this is the hill to die on, especially for younger writers. If we don't get this, it'll be make, it'll be near impossible to make a living in the very near future. Hey. Um, that's literally the only quote this article has. Um, Daniel, if you don't mind, I, I have the summary for the next Hallmark movie. Do you want to read it? It's a big responsibility. Daniel, in case you were worried. Yeah. We're, we're no longer at the Holly Lodge. Good. We're at the Christmas cottage. Fuck off. <laughs> while helping it's to like organize her best friend's. they did it on purpose. <laughs> while helping to organize her best friend's Christmas wedding, a successful designer reconnects with an old flame. Yeah, it's like they did this on purpose. Um, ne- well, next week we'll be at, at, at Gingerbread Manor. <laughs> and the week. <laughs> And the week after that, Santa's Tower. <laughs> Where the battle will begin. <laughs> uh, after, after that will be Sugar Plum Shack. After that will be Christmas Cabana. And then after that, the Mistletoe Mansion. Mistletoe Mansion's very good. Um, Christmas Log Lean-To. What it's did you just say? A lean-to. What is that? It's like a, it's like a hut kind of thing. It's like a, like a simple A lean-to? A lean-to. 
A lean two? I'm on synonyms. Oh, I'm on dictionary.com. Okay, gotcha. I was like, how are you coming up with these so fast? The, de- the December dump? No, the December den. Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, you can, uh, then you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts <laughs> Spotify. You can also give us a follow. your badge. No, turn your badge maybe, in microphone. Maybe you can even leave us, a, leave us a review, possibly. The Winter Wigwam. You could also uh, visit us uh, on our website, mistletoesecret.wixsite.com, to see the story so far. You could also leave a uh, suggestion for how you think the story is going in the form at the bottom of the page or send us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at hcusecret on twitter.com or on TikTok at mistletoesecretpodcast. The Chestnut Chalet. My name is Trey Pletnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you. You absolutely to stay- forgot to say something in the wrap-up. I don't know what. Oh, what's the name of the music? Yeah, the intro and outro music is written by Colin Robertson. What is it? Daniel, what is it's called? Welcome to the Sugar Plum Shack. Uh, And the outro music is, of course, uh, meet me at (laughs) me at meet me at Mistletoe Manor. My name is Trey (laughs) Flanagan. My name is Daniel Cuckle. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.